Welcome to the Evolve with Nicolette podcast. I'm Nicolette. I'm a small business owner, wife, and mom. As I'm on my own journey of healing through this process, I've been inspired to encourage a healthy, positive mindset for women and men everywhere. Here, as you will hear my own journey of growth, I will also feature people that are inspiring their communities through health, wellness, and business. I am so excited and so extremely grateful you've decided to press play today. Now let's get started. relationship with my mother's side of the family. Um, It is very hard to talk about this topic and it took me a long time to actually put it in an episode, but we're here and this is part of my journey and part of my healing. So uh, I talk about the background of my family and the history and why I think we've been led up to this point. And um, it's hard to talk about. It really is. But it is a choice that I made to remove myself from a toxic, toxic relationships and a toxic environment. And although I say the word toxic, it does not mean that I don't love them. It means it doesn't mean that I don't miss them or wish that I was still in their life. Uh, it is just a place that we have, I guess, evolved to be in. And although unfortunate, it is just where we're at right now. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This podcast has been amazing, though, in my growth because I feel like I'm just processing through it. Like, this is my way of therapy. This is my way of letting it all out, my purging, excuse me, you know, releasing everything that I've been holding in. And this topic is something that I haven't really, I've talked to only a couple people, but that has been such a big part of my life in the last, like, six years, really. Almost six years. And it's a heavy, heavy topic and very, very sensitive. And I want to be super, super mindful of of everyone in this situation, tell you the truth. Um, Because this episode is going to be about um, disconnecting from toxic family members and disconnection and estrangement and leaving relationships that are, you know, for me, emotionally abusive that, you know, that I have, I have disconnected from them and have not talked to that portion of my family in almost six years from almost six years. And it is the saddest thing really, or not even six years. I think it's five. Um, and it's, and it's sad and it's painful and it's sad. And I'm really going to try, especially in 2020 to stop crying in an episode. But like I said, this is my purge process. This is my, this is my, this is my therapy. So I'm not going to apologize for the tears, uh, because it's real. This shit's authentic. And this is part of my journey. And I feel like this is the best way I could give it to you. And I feel like this is going to be the truest way for me to, um, 
relieve whatever it wherever I have, you know, in my heart and to let it go and to let it be. Um so let's get on with it. I, you know, like always, I try not to uh write what I want to talk about down. I just have bullet points that I want to get through. Um and really I just could not go back to sleep. And I had this urge to just come on and record. <clears throat> I'm sorry if I sound super raspy. Um, like I said, it is before 5 a.m. And it is way too early to be talking about this shit. <laughs> um, I, so where do I start? So disconnecting from toxic family members. That is a heavy, heavy title. Uh, So let's get through some um, definitions that I got off of dictionary.com. So disconnection is a state of being isolated or detached, estranged, is um, no longer close or affectionate to someone um, ultimately alienated or alienating yourself. So this is going to be, I'm going to try to do this without airing dirty laundry and being mindful of my family members. Because even though like I'm not talking to them anymore, does not mean I do not love them. It does not mean that I wish ill will on them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with the situation, although I am sad of the outcome and how it's been. And there's definitely a big portion of, of regret and, and in a big form, I did have a depressed episode, you know, a big case of depression in the last five years because of this, you know, it has definitely been a big part of my life of disconnecting with certain family members that it it's been tough you know I feel like if I would have recorded this episode five years ago it would definitely not be me in this calm tone at all um so I'm not gonna name names I am going to say that it is a portion of my mom's family. I I want to say the whole, my mom's whole family, I do not talk to anymore. Actually, my mom and I don't talk to you. Um, so a little basis about my mom, uh, because this is, she's the root of this, right? Because it is her part of, it is her family. Um, and like I said, I do not want to get... I don't want to say any names. I don't want to, um, because I feel like the majority of the people who are listening, they, they know me. So they kind of already know that this has happened. Um, it's just a heavy subject. You know, this is definitely not cocktail party convo. <laughs> um, but it's important. It is totally important to talk about this because a lot of people, go through disconnection with their family members and a disassociation with them. Um, Lots of um, estranged relationships. Um, And this is my story, you know. Uh, 
Um, so for my mom, I, and I have to talk about the root of the problem or the basis of the story, because that is essentially where this all came from, right? So my mom is the youngest of, I think it's six kids. I I don't know why I always get that part messed up when I could just list them all off. <laughs> uh, but yes, my mom is the youngest of six and my mom, um, well, my grandmother, uh, was essentially a single mother. Her, now I know now, but I don't think she was ever married to my mom's biological dad. And, um, my biological grandfather left my grandmother with six kids and essentially took my mom, who was the youngest of the bunch, because that was so much for my grandmother to handle. He brought my mom to... I'm going to just say his brother because that also is very, very complicated. And my mom loses me when she explains this. But basically his brother, my mom, he takes my mom as an infant, takes her to his brother um, and his sister. I think his sister. Oh, my God. I should have talked to my mom first. But my mom was raised with a different family and not with her siblings and her mom. And she was raised, um, she was, I think it was only her at the time. And then her, let's just say adopted siblings. Cause she has a total other set of siblings that she calls her brothers and sisters because she grew up with them for the majority of her, of her younger life. <clears throat> And it makes a difference because my mom's way that she grew up was really polar opposite of the way how my mom's siblings grew up. My mom grew up in a very loving household um, with the man that I call my grandpa, my abuelito, even though I only have met him, I think, twice. Um... But my mom has maintained a relationship with him, you know, all her life. Um, And she experienced lots of love, lots of care, uh, her values, everything of who she is comes from that man and that side of the family. And I'm ultimately thankful for that because... Because of that and my mom's upbringing, I think that's a total game changer of why I ended up different from the latter. And so as my mom was growing up in a very stable household on one side over here, my grandmother and my aunts and uncle were having a struggle of a life on the other side. Um, and I mean, it's not their fault. (laughs) It is not their fault. That is just the shittiest position. I could only imagine being a single mother back in the sixties and seventies, raising all these kids by yourself and 
it speaks volumes of my grandmother and then having to have one of your children being raised by someone else that must have been so painful for my grandmother to experience. And I wish she was here for me to fucking talk to her about it, you know, Um, because it's so important to see the root of why you are the way how you are. And it totally matters your upbringing and how you grew up because it travels down to your children and so on and so forth, you know, and I'll get to that also. So essentially my grandmother, um, when it was time to come to the United States, my, um, my grandmother basically said that she was taking my mom and she was coming with, you know, with them to the U S and what a culture shock that must have been for my mom. Um, essentially being taken away from the family that she, you know, grew up with. My mom did explain that she would be, you know, with my, you know, with her dad, the one that raised her, um, and that family throughout the week. And then she would go on the weekends to my grandmother's house and spend time with her siblings. And they, I think the, I think the story is, is that they literally lived across the street, but the, the space of how different they were raised is incredibly crazy because my mom is, even though now the way how I look at it, my mom is very different from her sisters and her brother. She definitely has, and it's, and I have to tell you the truth, and she has so much in common with them also. Um, and I'll get to that later. Um, but the way how my mom talks, the way how my mom like even thinks, you know, <clears throat> her values were completely different because she had a stable household. So from my mom to my aunts, I was just thankful because I think that's why I'm here today, you know, because of the choices my mom has made. Um, and I'm ultimately grateful for that, you know. And, um, so that's the cusp. That is the, the, the root of this, I want to say problem, you know, because this is, this is how they've learned how to cope all these years. My mom, her sisters, you know, and her siblings. And that transferred on to my, you know, myself and my cousins, my first cousins, and has affected life until now, you know? Um, so now let's fast forward to now and why I disconnected from my family. So the history of my mom and her siblings, um, Growing up, I definitely only saw them, like, on the weekends. They lived, you know, 20 minutes away from where I grew up. 
and it wasn't like something where they were easily accessible to me um, on a regular basis. So I always say that I grew up with my Filipino side for the majority of my life. And that definitely played a role in like my identity too. Um, because I was legit, even though I'm Hispanic and Filipino, you know, I'm Mexican and Filipino. I grew up Filipino for the majority of my life, you know, like hearing the language, you know, the eating the food and I would only eat Mexican food when I would go home and my mom or dad would be cooking it. You know what I'm saying? And like my mom didn't because my dad didn't speak Spanish, you know, like she wasn't communicating with him in Spanish. So like I literally grew up Filipinos for the majority of my life. So we'll go into identity <laughs> a crisis in a different episode. Um, but that definitely gave me a little bit of problems later. Um, but growing up, I only saw my family on the weekends, my mom's side of the family on the weekends. And to tell you the truth, it wasn't all that bad until we had to experience grief and death. (laughs) So from what I could remember from me being super young, so maybe my first memories, like around four or five to seven, was great parties were hella fun it was um you know always a fun environment I I was I'm blessed to be able to have those memories you know um my grandmother was from what I can remember because she died when I was eight When I would come over, it'd be like I was a porcelain doll. So when I, whenever she had to like take care of me and my mom had no, like either my grandmother, my, my dad's mom, the one who took care of me the majority of the time, whenever she'd had to go to the Philippines, my mom would have to find different, you know, um, different people to take care of me, you know? So she would have to drop me off all the way to my grandmother's, my abuelita's house in Linwood, um, You know, for someone to take care of me because my mom had no uh, um, daycare for me, really. You know, I was too young. And I feel like my grandmother would treat me so different from my other cousins because she was the one raising, helping my aunts raise their children. Um, At the time, they lived in an apartment with two two of my aunts and their their children also so I always kind of felt a little bit jealous because in that sense my cousins were able to spend a lot of time with my grandmother and I wish I had more time with her um so but when I whenever she would take care of me or when I would sleep over over there she would definitely treat me like a porcelain doll she would not let me go outside and play with them she wanted me to stay clean and pretty right next to her um and I think maybe that's why I you know, craft because, or at least part of the reason, uh, because she would be, I would be right next to her watching Spanish novellas. She would have a glue gun in her hand and making some sort of trinket or a doily, like those, um, 
things that you put on the table, super old school. Um, but I could, my memories of her definitely has the glue gun smell in there. Um, and she would always be making things like picture frames and stuff like that. And I remember she would have like a, she had a, a nice picture of me, like in my ballet outfit, like on her wall. And she had like a crocheted like frame around it. Um, I just had good memories of her. It was never bad. Um, it was, I, I just remember that specifically is that she would never let me go outside. I remember like everyone would run out the door and when it was time for me to run out the door, she would, uh-uh, you're staying here with me. And probably because I, was, I wasn't I was around as often as my other cousins were. And she just wanted me to go back home in one piece with my mom. <laughs> um, and I just remember um, a very loving um, relationship with her. She only spoke Spanish. So, you know, it was hard for me to communicate with her. Uh, but I understood everything that she said and she understood everything that I said. So, so yeah. And I remember she would bathe me and the way how she would bathe me, um, is the way how my mom bathes my kids. So I think that's why I love when my mom, you know, watches my kids, you know, or like, you know, uh, would, you know, give them a bath or something. It's just so much love and care, you know, like so much drying and so much like, talking in Spanish, you know, like my mom has a really good knack for that. Um, and my grandmother would use this cologne that if I smelled it to this day, like it would remind me of her definitely. So it wasn't that bad until she died. Um, and that's when Lots of turmoil started in that side of the family. We just didn't know how to let people die in peace. Like my aunts and my mom, they just did not know how to cope with that. And the loss of my grandmother was devastating. Like you want to say that my grandmother was the glue? My grandmother was the whole world for them. And my mom would say that, you know, it would always be an issue that she grew up different from my, from my, from my aunts and stuff. So it would kind of always be something that was thrown in her face. Um, when in actuality, you know, my mom had no choice. My mom was an infant when she left, you know, when she was basically displaced from her mother. And put in a different family. Like how was that at any point. My mom's choice. To live that life. But then in actuality. I am so thankful. To her biological dad. For making that decision. Because I don't think I would be the way. How I am today if my mom. Wasn't placed with another family. Um, And that's tough to say you know. Um. But that was probably a very traumatic experience now that I think about it for my mom's siblings to also be displaced from their baby sister, right? Like they, that was traumatic for them, right? But they're, they're, they don't get to live with their baby sister that they had to, um, grow up right away from her, from that 
outside looking in, right? My mom would talk about how she had always, like, she was always dressed nice and um, her her dad that raised her would talk to her so great and would um, never cuss and never use foul language and never be abusive in any type of way. And I could only imagine how my aunts and my uncle were brought up and the trauma and the, you know, and I feel, I feel for them, you know, because all their pain that they experience now and all the shit that they've had to go through all their life, that's definitely a root of the problem is their upbringing. And it's not like it was anything that my grandmother could have helped. You know, she was a single mother of six in Mexico in the 60s and the 70s. I mean, you want to talk about having the worst situation possible, you know, and essentially her baby daddy leaving, you know, that is crazy. That is, that sucks. Um, so that's, I think that's why, like, I do not blame them for what has happened to our family. I don't blame anyone, tell you the truth. I understand do I like that has happened? That this has happened? No. You know? Oh, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> so let's fast forward to why I disconnected from them. And essentially my mom also. Uh, because um, due to time purposes, let's get to it, right? Uh, but I feel like it's so important to talk about, like, how cuz it's so it is so important to go back to how you grew up and to analyze the things that what have caused you to go through whatever it is that you went through like that is so essential and even when my grandmother was alive my mom would say how hard it was right because my mom's relationship with her mom was good, but it definitely had its issues, you know? But when my grandmother died, that was the worst. And then two years later, my brother dies. So it was like traumatic experience after traumatic experience. You know, devastating losses to my mom's side of the family. And my family just did not know how to recover from that at all. So my brother died in 1998. And then fast forward, my cousin Ivanya gets diagnosed with cancer. I want to say in 2007 or six. So almost 10 years later and we just don't know how to let people go in peace and the the traumatic experiences of the death in itself was hard, but then also having to deal with the funeral 
and all the family issues around that time, that was also something that was so traumatic for my family. And you would, you know, there would be times where, you know, family would not talk to each other and my mom and her sisters would argue and they wouldn't talk to each other. And when my cousin Ivanya died, she was, you know, essentially the glue also. You know, it's kind of like it had to always be someone to help hold everybody together. And Ivanya was the one who held us together. So her loss was very hard. To me, she was like my sister, and I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to her and, you know, that loss and how that loss affected me. But looking from, you know, from a perspective now where I'm looking out, you know, from the outside looking in, her loss was definitely something. And it just, you know, every time somebody dies, it was like bringing up old wounds that we never healed from, you know, I kind of felt like you know, we didn't know how, we didn't know how to cope with the grief. And I feel like we were all still coping with the grief of my grandmother dying, my brother dying, and Ivanya dying. It just felt like we were cursed, you know? Because also too, before Ivanya died, one of my cousins in Mexico passed away and he passed away. I mean, the worst death ever. And I don't even want to get into that either because it's not my space to talk about that. But he was also murdered. And that was something that was very traumatic because my aunt, my mom's sister, was here when she found out. And we were all with her when she found out. So that was something that was very traumatic. And Ivanya was there. And Ivanya essentially passed away, I think, two, three years later after that. So it was like my family has experienced so much death. You know, my mom's side of the family has experienced so much detrimental losses. That it's no wonder why it has been a shit show. You know? And things happen, so, you know, right before Ivanya got, right before Ivanya passed away, towards, you know, her, the end of her illness, I got married. And I must say, even though I did not feel like a bride, even though, like, you know, I had a beautiful wedding, but that whole year was tough. And I wasn't able to, like, fully leaning into being a bride. And because I was so worried about everybody else. And I don't want to cry. So I'm glad that she held on um, for my wedding. And I, my mom would tell me that she, she would say that. That Ivanya would say, um... That she just wanted to make it to my wedding. And she was my maid of honor. One of my co-maid of honors. And I want to say that. 
she was literally, like, she was spent, you know, being a cancer patient and, you know, going through a whole Filipino-Mexican wedding, it took a lot out of her and all the events I had, you know, leading up to that point, I want to say that she was not the same the day after my wedding and it was kind of downhill from there. It was a beautiful, um, I felt the closest that I felt like my family has ever been was around my wedding. And it was super fun. My aunt and my uncle came from Mexico. My cousin came from Mexico. And it was fun. And I just don't understand how we got to this point not too far after my wedding. And... So I got married in November of 2013. Ivania dies March of 2014. I might have that date messed up. Or maybe not. Yeah, she died. She died a couple months after my wedding. And that was so tough for me, but it was devastating for my family. Uh, because my cousin also left a son. And I'll talk about that also on her episode. But essentially, my family could not keep it together with the loss of Ivania. And it was kind of like a lot of things came to light but then didn't. And also, too, I want to mention that throughout all this time, my mom had a tumultuous relationship with her siblings all of my childhood, my adolescence, every like the stories I would hear, the type of beefs they would have, the type of arguments they would have, because at one time, my mom and two of her sisters owned a store. A party supply store. And that's where, you know, a good portion of my childhood took place was at that store. And it was cool because we were close and my, you know, my aunts and my family and stuff like that. And my brother used to do the deliveries. Um, But everything kind of went downhill after my brother died. And my dad, (laughs) my dad has his own issues, but, you know... My dad loved my mom, you know, loves my mom and hates seeing her get hurt. So for him to not be affected by whatever happens between her and her siblings, that was probably super difficult for my dad to handle. So there would be times where he, you know, years where my dad would not come around my mom's side of the family. Because my dad does not know how to process his feelings and emotions. And it's not his fault. Um, but that definitely was not easy. So when my dad would feel like, you know, it was just shitty and my mom was being treated like shit, my mom would still want to be around them, you know, but my dad didn't. And so fast forward to now I'm dealing with things. And also too, in my late teens, Especially when I turned 18, 18, 19, 20. It was also a very tumultuous time between me and my first cousin. So 
the children of my aunts and my the children of my aunts. I was very close to my cousins, my first cousins. I felt like we were brothers and sisters. Yvonne was the oldest and I had um two other cousins that I was really, really close to and we spent a lot of time together, especially when I was able to drive. And I was able to drive myself over there. And then I was already, you know, legal enough to go out with them. And, but there was a lot of trauma within us as cousins also. I apologize for the sniffles. I'm really trying to stay grounded and not to cry. Um, and there was a good portion of that time while Ivanya was sick that I didn't talk to them either and that was hard to let for my dad to watch you know because it was kind of like it was repeating like you know um, toxic relationships that my mom had with her sisters that was also happening to me and my cousins you know And it was stupid shit when I look at it. The reasons why we fought and the reasons why I didn't talk to Ivanya for a while. And that sucked, you know, because it was just time lost, like wasted. All of it's a waste. Because if we would just know how to get over our issues, we wouldn't be in the situation that we are right now. But it's because my mom and her sisters didn't know how to deal with their issues. You know, we didn't know how to cope. And, you know, we would make up and I would, you know, the birth of my son, my oldest son definitely brought me and Ivanya back together. And she was, you know, she was battling cancer for a very long time. It was like five years. And so when she died and that whole year after her death, it kind of felt like we were going to be good. It was hard. It was a tough loss, but we wanted to stay together for my nephew. But then shit just got kind of weird. And my mom and I were being left out of things. And that was painful. And now I'm a mom myself. I have a, a husband of my own. You know, who's not used to this type of turmoil and... toxicity ultimately you know he he has his own issues in his family but definitely nothing of this magnitude <laughs> so to see me hurting and to see me crying and to you know also know that I have been dealing with shit like this for years and then my mom before me dealing with this shit for decades you know for her whole life It was hard for, you know, my dad's, my dad, my dad's attitude is that like, this is the same shit. And this is like, like, what are you guys dealing with this for? So we'd get shit from my dad all the time. And know there was a lot of times where it would just be me and my mom going over there and my brother. And there was a couple things that happened that I never told my husband, you know, And just because I wanted to keep the peace, I wanted to keep the peace because I love them. And then, you know, 
as we noticed that they also started disassociating themselves also by not inviting us to big milestones. We didn't get invited to two weddings. <laughs> Let me just say it out loud. We didn't get invited to two weddings and my mom and I were literally like, what the fuck? Because we were not, we're not a big family at all. There's maybe 25 of us, like including like great nieces and nephews, you know? I'm sorry for the sniffles. Um... So to not be invited to big momentous occasions like that, especially coming off of the high of my wedding, and then obviously with the loss of Ivanya, I felt like I wanted nothing but to be with them. I wanted nothing but to grieve with them. Because only they know the loss of Ivanya and how hard that was. You know, I wanted to be around my nephew. um, You know, wanted to be a part of his upbringing. Because I promised that to her. I promised that I would help guide him. I promised that I would help take care of him. Because he was close with us. With my mom and my family and my brother especially. But it was starting to affect me in a way where I was crying all the time and I felt like a lost puppy you know I felt like I was a puppy that nobody wanted and I felt like that so many years before that also and I would go back to them with a tail between my legs um and kind of like with this a feeling of like, come take me back. You know, no matter what happened, it was always that either my mom or I went back to them. It was never the other way back, uh, other way around. It was always that my mom or I went back to them. And then there was just a point where, and it was around Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving nowadays is a hard holiday because My mom and I are those emotions and those events come up all the time, you know, because it's, they're still our family and and it doesn't matter if you disconnected from them and stuff like that. It hurts, you know, it does not, doesn't, me disconnecting from them does not mean that I hurt any less. Um... But essentially my mom and I had to make the decision. I made the decision myself. And my mom made it, I guess, simultaneously at the same time also. Uh, Because it was affecting my marriage. It was affecting my mental health. And at the time, I was in the, you know, in the thick of it. Of being a stay-at-home mom with two little ones. And my kids were like two and three at the time. And they deserved a mom that was happy. And I did not want them to also fall into the same fucking cycle that I ended up in, you know? So eventually, my mom had her own moment of like, you know, basically not, you know, hey, I'm not coming back anymore, you know? And I just stopped going. I just, I took everybody off of my social media 
And obviously from that, that definitely caused like a riff. And it was like, oh, you know. But like nobody came after my mom and I to like ask what happened, especially me. Nobody came to me and told me that like, hey, like what happened or like, how are you doing? So I think that was the part that was hard for me at first. So it was kind of like mutual, I guess. It wasn't like I just, you know, I made the conscious decision, the conscious decision to disconnect from them. But it wasn't like no one was coming after me to see um, how I was doing or like trying to ask me back or trying to get me back into the family. Um, And that part was hurtful. That part was so, so hurtful because um, I love them so much. Even till this day. And definitely five years ago, I was not feeling like this and calm and collected and wanted to talk about all this stuff. But disconnecting from them and making that decision of like, well, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to hear nothing. And that was hard because... um. You know, that's your family and that's all you know. And when it comes around holidays, right now we're in December, we're 11 days away from Christmas and it's tough. It's tough because I miss them a lot. I don't miss the toxicity though. I don't miss that. My my li- my life is so much more at peace without that element, you know, and it's nobody's fault. I want that to be so clear that it is no one's fault the way how we are and the way how my mom and her sisters are and the way how myself and my cousins are because we never were taught the tools of how to cope and how to process through the grief that is layered in all this drama in our family. Layered. And I understand and I don't, I don't blame them either for not coming to find my mom and I either. I don't. Because it's probably their part of their piece also. And it's, it's sad. Um, but it's essentially my mom and I's coping mechanism and to protect ourselves. And... I had to do it to protect my peace. Because even though, you know, because my mom is so separate from me and her and her reasons of disconnecting and what's going on with her, I am fully 100%. It was my decision. I also said, like, I am not doing this anymore and cut everybody off. Because I was crying way too much and so hurt and it was tough because as I was losing my cousin, you know, as I was grieving my sister, you know, one of the most important people in my life, I was grieving a whole loss of a family also at the same time. It happened that same year. Or the following year, actually. And that was tough. And that was so hard to deal with. It really was. And I think 
the biggest regret and the thing that I'm going to have to answer one of these, you know, before I leave this earth is not being there for my nephew, my nephews. I had two. I have two, you know. And I can feel that she's pissed because I'm not there for him, you know. And I'm going to have to answer to her one day. And it is the toughest thing that I have to live with, with this whole situation. Because even though I had to protect my peace, I'm still suffering because the loss of not being able to talk to, you know, Ivanya's brother and her son. That was the, and my other nephew, that was the repercussions of me letting them go. Because I had to let that go with my nephew and my cousin. And I'll forever be so sorry that this had to happen and my relationship with them had to suffer. But I had to leave because it was so toxic and it was so hard to deal with that every day along with the grief of losing her. And I'll forever be sorry that I was not in my nephew's life through the hardest time of his life of losing his mom. Of having to grow up without his mother in the most toughest time of his life. And I'll forever be so sorry. And I will have, and I really hope that one day I get to tell him that I'm so sorry for not being there for him. That is the most painful thing of this whole situation that I still have to live with every day is not being able to have a relationship with him. But I really hope that one day he'll understand why I had to go. I can't speak for my mom, but I know that she feels the same way. That we wish we were there on his graduation. There's so many times I wanted to reach out, but I just knew it was just too complicated, you know? I couldn't go back because then I had to like he's so young I, it's not like I could like hey like your cell phone like let me go beat pick you up it was it was too messy to have to go have a relationship with him without having a relationship with them and a relationship with my cousin And I know that one day I'm going to have to answer for all that. And that is the guilt that I have to live with every day. That is the pain I have to live through every day.
But for my own mental health and for my own healing, I had to disconnect from them. Because it was not healthy. It was so toxic. So sad and so painful. It wasn't like this was an easy decision to come to. It was just the inevitable of having to break the cycle of the pain and the chaos and the emotional abuse, the toxicity, like all that stuff. And it is no one's fault. It is not mine. It is not my mom's. It is not my cousin's. It is not my aunt's. It is no one's fault. It is just a product of everything. The way how they grew up. The way how my cousins and I grew up. Like, it was none of our faults. We just did not know how to cope. Did not know how to cope. We didn't. We did not have We did not have the tools of how to coexist and how to love each other unconditionally. We were not taught how to... We were not taught how to love unconditionally. There was always conditions, always trauma, always pain. And it was laced in all this grief that we all had to experience. And it was traumatic. And it was just all this trauma just layered in there. And it is none of our faults. Um, Do I feel like I would ever... Ever have a relationship with them? I would never say never. But I know that it would not be the same. Just because I've grown so much... I'm so different from the person I was six years ago. So different. And not in a bad way, you know. I'm I'm a grown-up now. (laughs) I was 25 when Ivanya passed. 26. And I'm 32 now. It's a big deal. That's a big change. And it makes me so sad that it is the way how it is because I really wish I was in my nephew's life. But I guess this is just the way how it has to be for now. And I really hope that one day I could have a relationship with him and my cousin, at least. Um, But I'm definitely not... I wouldn't even know how to go about that, tell you the truth. And I have to respect my nephew and his process. And I just want, I just really hope that one day he forgives me on that. And he doesn't have to tell you the truth. I am not expecting that. So that another heavy episode. Um, But this is part of my healing. And I feel like this disconnection and me talking about this um, is so important because this is um, this is my life, you know. This is the cycle I had to break. And it was tough. Really, really tough. One of the biggest losses is that I will, you know, is that my mom and my aunts... Well, you know, I don't, at least, I said that they won't because I really feel like we can't come back from this. Um, I never say that, like, we won't 
be able to like coexist with them again but like I don't think like the dynamics of what it used to be before of us just like you know having an issue and then coming back together and just let's just forget about it let's just brush it under the rug because that's just how it was with every other issue we've had before and my mom and my aunts have had the most serious issues that they just fucking never dealt with you know like they seriously need years of therapy to get through the trauma that they've experienced. Um, and it just sucks because they really know how to have a good time with each other. And, you know, I want to say that they, you know, they're a product of their environment because one of the things is, you know, my mom was, my grandmother was a single mother and, I don't want to say that, you know, that's because, you know, it's just that they didn't know any different and they didn't know how to break the cycle. So as my grandmother was going through her own issues, you know, all of my aunts, including my mom, were single mothers and had lots of difficulty in the relationship department to keep a relationship intact um and to have husbands that that would stay with them now things have changed you know like one of my aunts uh from what i know um she's still with um i don't think they're married though but like she's still with her partner and he's cool as fuck and i you know I I remember one of the last conversations i had with that aunt specific aunt was that like you know i was happy for her Cause she looked happy, you know, and my aunt was a fucking hard ass worker. All of my, all, that's one of the things too, is that all of them are strong women. And that is because they came from a strong woman. You know, my Awalita was a strong ass, badass woman. The stories that I've heard about my grandmother and the things that she's overcome, like my grandmother is a fucking badass, you know, and I'm so proud to be her granddaughter and I wish and I think some of my emotional pain is because I didn't have a lot of time with her Um, but because of my grandmother and the things that she went through is one of the reasons why my mom is the way how she is you know and why all of my aunts that even despite all this drama like it does not I have the utmost respect for each and every one of them. And they have all have had lives of, of, um, full of obstacles and things that they had to overcome and all of them being single mothers and all of them having to go through heartache and breakups and infidelity and, um, being left by their partner and having to raise kids by themselves. Um, Cause even my mom, my older brother is from a, a relationship prior to my dad. Um, having to come from abuse and um, you know, domestic violence and all of them. My aunts and my mom will always be, the strongest group of women I fucking know. And that goes to say without, you know, like, I am so proud 
of them like the, like the their story that they have that the the way how they have been um brought up to how they have had to deal with life and the cards that they were dealt you know and three out of the four sisters had to experience a loss of a child my mom included like that I mean that is sad as fuck for real and I always say that I come from a long line of badass strong women it's just that we did not know how to cope with their emotional trauma and that affected and led to the deterioration of this family, you know? And it is nobody's fault. It is not my grandmother's fault. It was generational trauma, definitely, that was carried on through, de- you know, generation. And as a result, like, I have no... um I don't have any, like, um, uncles, really, per se. Like, I didn't grow up with, like, um, I didn't grow up with, like, my aunts having husbands, you know? Um, I did grow up with, but they eventually broke up. But, like, if I ever saw him, you know, like, he's my uncle, you know? Um, one of my aunts did have a husband, but they eventually divorced. Um... So as a result, you know, of like literally having no men around, my aunts and my mom, even my grandmother, they knew how to dance with each other. And when I say that, like, you know, like 70s and 80s music, you know, like the good portions of my memories of them is of them having a good fucking time with each other and they you know my aunts would just they knew how to like salsa and cumbia with each other and like lead each other you know and it's because they have fucking had to there was no guys around you know my dad my dad was you know the only like husband or in-law that was around, but, like, my dad was not salsa dancing with them at all. (laughs) Um, But when we were selling my Corona house, um, we had a lot of memories in that house, especially towards the end of Ivanya's life. Um, And I could still see today. I could still hear the laughter in my kitchen because my kitchen was huge, like, you know, huge. It, ha- it was attached to the dining portion of the room, uh, you know, like a dining room. And there was like a huge middle area between, you know, that was turned into a dance floor for many parties. And when we were selling my home um, to move to the one that we're currently in right now, I did like this ritual where I went to every room and kind of like thanked and honored all the memories that were created in each room. And when I came to the kitchen, that was so hard to let go because 
I had so many good memories, especially of my mom and her sisters in that kitchen and of me and my cousins and just watching them and hearing them laugh and seeing them vibe together and dance together. Like I, it, it was delicious, such a delicious experience to watch them. And that was my whole childhood is, you know, music and them dancing and laughing and food. It wasn't, it wasn't always bad. You know, when, when it was good, it was so damn good. And it felt so good, you know? And I, I just love, I love that part of my family, you know? And it's unfortunate that, like, you know, my, my sons won't grow up seeing their crazy aunts and their, you know, my, my mom dancing with her sisters like that. You know, because I grew up with those memories. And my boys love dancing, you know, like it's just, it's just, that's that I like, that's also what I feel like is that I grieve the loss of the experiences that I will never have again. You know, and I know people would say, like, hey, never say never. But, like, I don't think we could ever come back from this. I think we could definitely have a sit down and a talk if people were on the same wavelength. You know? But I don't think we're capable just because we don't have the tools of how to cope like that unless we had, like, a mediator or something. But I'm, like, in no way, shape, or form trying to, like, hash out anything or look for an apology or nothing. Like... I I never will I never will w- wish them ill will. I love them. I fucking love all of them. And I miss all of them. And I feel like I just feel like we can't come back from what the time that has been that has passed. You know, like, I I don't know them anymore. Just the same way how they don't know me anymore. I'm a whole mom now, you know? I'm a whole mom. I'm a, I'm a whole different grown-up Nico now. <laughs> For real. I am definitely... Because that's also one of the things that I would always say to them, especially to my older cousins, is that they always treated me like a fucking baby. They never treated me like I was an adult. Never. And I always tell them, I was like, you guys still think I'm eight years old. And dumb. And like needed protection and needed coddling. I'm 32 right now. And I'm definitely not what I was before. Especially six years ago. I'm stronger now. I understand now. That it's no one's fault. That all this pain and trauma was just years of toxicity and pain that no one ever knew how to process and cope with. And having to 
disconnect was the best thing for everyone to like I can't speak for them I don't know how they're doing at all um I gotta I I you know I know they're good because like I said no one's ever reached out to me or my mom I think that's the part that's painful because it's like, you know, you want to feel like people long for you and you want to feel wanted. Um, So maybe this was the way how it was supposed to be. I'll never know. But this is just our reality and our truth. And especially mine, I can't speak for my mom. But I have a really great life. I have a really great life. In a life that's full of potential. And I have so many goals that I want to accomplish. And as much as I would want them to be around. I want them to like. I want them to experience life with me. You know like I want them. Um, to be around. But I just know that it's not healthy. It is not healthy until we process and let go of the baggage and to actually let go. But to, in order to let go, you have to go through that pain first. And I don't know if any of us are strong enough to go through that pain, to tell you the truth. Because I don't think we're, we're not, we're not equipped with the tools to do that. And it's sad and it sucks, you know, but I don't wish any of them ill will or nothing. And this whole situation of me alienating myself from them and me disconnecting from them was to protect my own peace. And I hope they're all doing great. I really wish them nothing but the best as I hope that they feel for me too. I don't know, you know, but this is a part of my story and this is a part of my healing process. And I'm sorry that I cried earlier, um, but talking about my nephew is definitely a sad part of this whole situation. My nephews, both of them. My cousin's son and Ivania's son. I'm very sad that I do not have a relationship with them because I was very close. I was close to them when they were younger, you know? And um, I just hope that one day they both understand. And my, and Ivania's brother understands how much I love them. And I don't know, because one of the things, too, is that my Evolve with Nicolette page is public. So I'm not going to lie, I kind of look through my story sometimes to see if I see if anybody's watched. But I understand if they don't. Uh, But when, you know, I can't see who's watching or listening to a podcast, I could only see how many times it's been streamed. And downloaded. So I always kind of wonder. If anybody's listening. So if anybody is listening. 
I just want to tell you I love you. I fucking miss you. And I wish you the... I wish you nothing but the best. For real. On everything that I love. You know? And that... And if you want to know, like, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm growing. You know? And I really am sorry things turned out the way how they did. I'm not apologizing for me. I'm just sorry about the whole situation. You know? Like, this sucks. Like, that's shitty. Family is not supposed to be broken up like this. But I understand why we cannot be together. And I'm going to end with that. And I thank you for listening. I think this is probably my longest episode ever. Um, And I really thank you for listening. And I, I mean, if I were to give you any advice, if you had an unhealthy relationship with a family member or... Um, any type of unhealthy relationship with anyone. Um, If it is to protect your peace, if it is for the greater good that you disconnect, because like I said, I am no way, shape, or form a psychologist. I am not a therapist. This is from my own experience. Um, It is part of the healing process, for real. If there is no way to, like, go get professional help together as a family, if there's, um, because everybody needs to be a live and willing participant to put everything back together. All parties need to be hands on deck in the process of wanting peace and healing. And if not everybody's wanting change and growth in that relationship, I don't see that there being a way to like heal a relationship properly. So if you're going through a disconnection or through abusive or toxic emotional relationships, I just want to say I'm here, you know, like I'm here for you. I hold space. Um, my DMs are where people give me the most feedback. And if in any way, shape, or form this has helped you or you want to talk about it, like I legit will give you my best response with all the love and nurturing in my heart for real. Because it is a very sad process and a very lonely process. To disconnect from a relationship. Especially from family. Like that. So let me know. If like you related to anything that I said. Or if you feel anything. Or if you're going through your own experience. Like hey I'm here. And I'm so accessible. And hitting me up in my DMs. To let me know like. Hey like I'm also going through this with my family. Like I feel you. The amount of love I get through DMs on my Instagram is insane. 
And I always feel a sort of sadness about it because, you know, I just feel bad that people are going through exactly what I'm going through, you know? But then I feel good that I have a platform that's able for me to, like, help others because that's essentially what I wanted, you know, what I feel like my journey has me on is that this whole platform is for me to share my experience in order to help others that can relate. And I am so, so thankful for this and so grateful that my path and this journey has led me to this because If you feel like I'm helping you, you have no idea how much you're helping me. Because even if this gets only one stream, I'm releasing everything that is toxic. You know what I'm saying? So I thank you so, so much for listening to this long ass podcast and this long ass episode and for going through my sniffles and my crying. I appreciate you for holding space for me and for being there for me and listening. I appreciate and I'm so grateful for you for pressing play today. And I wish you a blessed, blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've loved what you heard today, please rate and leave a review on iTunes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep the good stuff coming. For more inspiration and what I'm up to, please follow me on Instagram at Evolve Nicolette. Don't forget to tag me in your screenshots of the episodes you're listening to. Also, I do a happy dance every single time I get one and I love them so much. Thanks so much. See you on the next episode.